0: All right, welcome back to this week's episode of Twenty Two Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is really going to be a really unique episode. We, you know, we believe in this brand that some of the deepest insights that we can have are through conversations that we have on a regular basis. And think about, you know, how many conversations are you having a day? Just imagine if you were to take that knowledge and that insight and turn it into A level of performance for yourself. So today, we're going to just take this concept, and I'm actually going to be interviewed by one of the most instrumental people on my team, Amanda. And we're going to extract some ideas that come from being interviewed because we have witnessed, you know, one of the principles that we talk about is, you know, recording yourself during a business high. That concept of, you know, coming out of a meeting and you've just secured a deal and they said yes to you. If you were to take a minute and actually record the process that you went to so you could continue to emulate that success and continue to practice on it, that's really an example of what we want to do today. And so I'm going to kind of coach myself and let Amanda take the lead by asking me some of these fun, rich questions that are going to help you be the best you can when it comes to being successful, optimizing your time. Yeah. And learning something new. So welcome to this week's episode.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, Amanda. How are you? Good. Good. I'm really excited to take it back old school in November. Basically for me, like October, November, December is a time when I'm just, I get really retrospective. And it's not just about like the holidays and stuff. It feels like things slow down just a little bit. And it's really a time to like take stock of where we are and what's happened. And so I really enjoy trading stories. And because that's like my jam is just listening to stories and listening to people share their experiences. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into some of the stories that actually built one of our most foundational principles, time management and critical thinking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. Q4 is all about not only reflecting, but also forward thinking. You know, we're buttoning up this year, right? 2020, we're coming to a close and we're buttoning it up. And then we really want to come out strong, just like anybody's listening to this you have new desires and big hopes for the year to come and comes in the groundwork of these current 90 days, October, November, December, these 12 weeks, 90 days, three months of how we set ourselves up for it. And so, yeah, I'm excited to, to take your interview questions to me so we can set people up and they can catapult themselves into this new year.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, first, I kind of wanted to just revisit. So earlier this year, Maybe a couple of weeks ago, we did our yearly wrap up kind of interview, and we talked about our new word for twenty twenty one, simplicity.
0: Simplicity! Oh my I, goodness! Awesome. Okay, so what is it about simplicity that is so powerful?
1: Well, I'm really excited about simplicity because our word for twenty twenty was transformation. We had like super big goals for twenty twenty. Just being able to experience that whole process of not only like envisioning it, but we actually created a plan to make all of this happen with live events and lots of connection and lots of big exponential growth and We obviously did not see a lot of the things that 2020 dealt coming at us, (laughs) but then to be able to take all of that knowledge that we've gained this year, learning how to pivot and learning what was really important, I really feel like we were able to take that grand kind of vision and distill it run it through a sieve. And it kind of came out as simplicity for 2021. And the result is just so much deeper than anything that we could have created this year. And so I'm really excited about taking that idea just that or that process that we went through. of saying like, okay, here's this really great big idea because you know, we love to do that, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. There is no dream big enough for this team. And I love that. But just being able to say like, okay, now we know we can, but it's time to think about if we should. That is a super powerful thing that I'm ready to take into 2021.
0: Well, yeah. And this is the principle too. You know, When, when we talk about the strategy of using your one word, oftentimes the word that you pick this year to actually, believe it or not, it sets you up for the year to come. So, when you say 2020 was transformation for us, right? That was expanded growth, larger purpose, greater community, all of those things. Now we took that and now we get to simplify it. And that's when, you know, we're 10 years into the brand. We are going to take back to, you know, go back to the basics and we're going to simplify everything that we've created over the last 10 years and bring it forward in such a way, just going to be a whole fresh new perspective. And that's the thing we want to teach people is is the simplicity of things. And I think that's where one of the strategies we're going to dig into takes people into that simplicity. Simplicity, and I just had that uh, coaching conversation today with one of our philanthropy students. You know, I said we take the intangible and we make it tangible. Basically talking about the level of simplicity, taking of those thoughts and those things that are swirling around in our head, those can be kind of overwhelming and, and feel like a lot, but when we simplify them and we can write them down, and we can make them tangible actions, then we can act on them. So it's, it feeds into all of these beautiful things that we're talking about.
1: Exactly. When we talk about simplicity, I think that a lot of people probably have experienced this same thing that we have in terms of they expected really big things out of 2020, and now they're going into 2021 with brand new dreams and goals I think it's important to share our principal strategies with people from the perspective of someone who may just be starting this entrepreneurial journey. I would love for you to share what you think is like the secret sauce for someone who's just breaking out into entrepreneurship in terms of time management.
0: Mm, Yeah, no, that's a great lead in. Being a novice is an okay thing. So anybody who's listening to this and as Amanda's describing it, maybe you're just getting your feet wet in this space of being an entrepreneur. Maybe you've been at it for a long time and you just need another fresh perspective. That's really where we want to take that. And so you know, being a novice is a really good thing. That is your permission to kind of reset yourself and say, I'm going to look at this through a fresh lens. And you know, one of the things when it comes to being time productive, let me just tell you a little bit of a story. How one of my biggest performance strategies has become so monumental. You know, in two thousand five, when I was starting as a a partner, there were three of us that started um, a company. We had a concept, an idea, and my role in that space. My title was VP of Sales, helping people sell. Basically, we had a product that was not branded in the marketplace. Now, picture this: There's two hundred and thirty-seven people that I'm leading. They're in 39 different states all over the United States, right? So you can imagine just listening to that, that it's not even, we can sit down and have a one hour powwow in the conference room. This is, you know, a really different way of of leading a team. And when we were getting that company off the ground, one of the biggest questions that I had from this frontline team was, Marla, what should I be doing with my time? And it made a lot of sense. Here we are a new concept, a new product, we have some new leadership. They were novices, right? They were learning how to, to make this vision that we had set a reality. And it came down to sales. It was a valid question. You know, what should I be focused on? What, what should I do with the time that I have? Really took that to heart. And I studied it. And I said, look, you know, if you were just to do these three things every day, you know, number one, how would it feel if when you wake up in the morning, you only had to do three things. I mean, raise your hand right now if you're listening to this and go, God, I'd love to have just three things to do. And that's really kind of where the simplicity comes from. I looked at that team and I said, okay, if you did this three things, if you were to book appointments, if you were to sell the product, and if you were to lead others, essentially, that would keep you running very active and very consistent. And so let's break it down. If you were just to book, sell, and lead. What would that do for you? And right here, as you're even hearing me describe it, I think just the clarity and the ease of just understanding that, boy, that kind of makes sense. If I book appointments and I sell product and then I lead others to do what I'm doing, we could really do something. And that's really where this concept birthed from. So I challenged those 237 frontline employees that I was leading to those three things. And those became the anchors. I'm like, how are you doing with your booking? How are you doing with your sales? How are you doing with you know, leading yourself and leading others? And so that book, sell, lead formula, as I got deeper into business and as I'm you know, on my third company now, which is my own personal brand, multiple years later, I took that same concept, that same formula. And I said, you know, what as business owners, what as entrepreneurs, what are those things that we need to do to run active and consistent? And it really came down to the three things of understanding, you know, if we all learn how to grow, if we serve, like that's doing our job, just serving in our craft. And then if we follow up and follow through, if those become the three monumental standing points, we can be very active, we can be very consistent. And so understanding that if we put time into growing, into serving and and into follow through, those are the three things that when we wake up in the morning, just imagine if you could just tell yourself, I just have to do those three things. Now that's that surface level, right? That's the ease of it. That's the simplicity of it. But it does go deeper. And so taking a novice, taking somebody who's really never been in this space, let's take my philanthropy student, for example. You know, we we just came off a coaching session this morning. You know, here's somebody, she's a senior at the university, she's gonna take over the the family business. And, you know, she's learned all these book skills in, you know, in class, but she's never really taken the concepts and applied them. And so we really dug deep today during our coaching session through the concept of time management. And it was really interesting because she had these aha moments of number one, just understanding that, boy, if you do just those three things, how that can really be a game changer when it comes to your time.
1: Well, I think the thing that really stands out to me just in retrospect, so this is obviously not the first time that I've heard this formula. I have applied it to my own business, and it was one of the first things that you taught me back when we met over a decade ago. It just reminds me of when I first started out. I was a brand new mom, and I really wanted to go back to school, but I didn't know how to make that happen. And I knew I wanted to be a writer, but I had no idea how to make that happen. We had talked about your 30 60, 10 formula. And I remember you got out your little calendar. You just started scribbling, you know, if you break your day into eight hour shifts, you can still like be a mom and go to school, work on your book. You're like, how simple would it be if that's all you had to do? I just remember feeling like this filled in a gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if we really get out of the way of ourselves. And really just kind of say, you don't have to have a minute-by-minute minute plan. You just have to have the belief that you can accomplish these three things. So my question would be, what would you say to someone who maybe is afraid to even try to stick to something like that because they know that consistency is a weakness for them?
0: Yeah. Let me just share this with you. You know, a lot of us have heard about the 80-20 rule, right? Right frame it like this. Imagine if 80% of your time were spent doing and 20% thinking. Now, how would that be different if you spent majority of of your time focused on, on accomplishing something versus thinking about accomplishing something? And that's really one of the habits is creating a plan so you can grow into it. That takes away the overwhelm because if you are thinking about it over 80% of the time and only acting on it 20%, that's where the overwhelm comes in because it can be a snowball effect. We can be thinking so much about it that it just becomes too big. So, if we were to approach it and break it down and actually create a plan around it, that's when it gets simple. And a plan will allow you to act. 80% of the time and spend 20% of the time thinking about it, building the habits of, you know, planning to reach it.
1: Well, and also, even if you only spend three days a week doing the 30, 60, 10 routine, that's still three more days a week that you'd spend than if you didn't try at all, that would still get you farther. And I think that's something that you've really instilled in me over the years is that all progress is good progress. If we spend so much time chastising ourselves over not doing things perfectly, then we're not going to get anywhere.
0: If you actually had something that you could follow that was really easy to do and it kept producing a result, why wouldn't you do it? And that habit of trusting yourself number one, if you learn a formula, then you adopt the formula, you act on the formula, and that formula actually produces a result, that's what's going to keep you consistent. Because you're going to prove to yourself that just by following it, that you've learned it, but you're now executing on it, and it's doing something for you on a regular basis. That's where that consistency comes into. Because how can you stop doing something when it actually produces a consistent level of results?
1: what that brings up for me is when we first started meeting together, I had written within like six months, I think I had actually written the first draft of my book. Right. Yep. And then we kept meeting and it took me, I think over a year and a half to write a query letter. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) 18 months on a quick,
0: yeah, and because yeah, your perfectionism became your procrastination.
1: Yeah, I can look back now and say like I was scared. I was terrified. I didn't want to be rejected, but I didn't really know what it looked like to be successful either. It's not about laziness necessarily. I actually I I was doing a lot of research on procrastination cuz that's one of my weaker points in my character, I think. Is that perfectionism causes me to procrastinate? They did a whole bunch of studies over in China uh, with people who are like considered overachievers. Procrastination is actually like a form of self sabotage, and it's because there's an underlying fear of success. So, and when you procrastinate, you're actually giving yourself less time to make things perfect. It's impossible for it to be perfect. So there's like this cycle that you're going around and around in. Like there's no way it can be perfect because you're giving yourself less time to work on it. And so then when you actually turn it in and it's late or it's there's an error or something like that, you're actually then confirming this idea that you have in your head that you're not perfect and like you're not going to be successful by not doing the things that you say you're going to do when you're going to do them you're confirming your own self-belief that you aren't going to be successful.
0: You know, one of the strategies that we teach is risk, right? How to mitigate risk. Mitigating risk and like what you're talking about is failure. You're checking in on yourself. So you're checking your habits before they become mistakes. And so when we do that, you can create a safety net. When I'm hearing you, you can go back to those things that you're doing, those actions that you're taking, and you can create a safety net because you can look at those actions. And if they're leading to greater mistakes and poor habits, you can change them, tweak them, you can omit them. Because you have a plan that you can follow, it allows you to be less fearful because you know that if you trust yourself and know that you have a safety net that keeps you from failing, imagine that.
1: Exactly. When I hear you talk about time management, really, everybody thinks if I just had a better system, if I had a cooler planner, you know, if I had more, more stickers, if I could learn how to draw and do a bullet journal, then I'd really be on top of my productivity. We had a client several years ago who his big goal was to close, what, uh, $100,000 in six months or something like that? I don't right, know. right, and, Yeah. And then he called you within 72 hours and said he had closed $90,000. 90, right yeah, yep. I mean, really? So you sat down and, and you did a formula with him and made a plan and all this kind of stuff. What really needed to happen was he needed to get over this fear, right? This fear of being wrong and this fear of being right. This fear of failing and success. The systems... Are the gateway, but like in order to get through the gateway, you have to clear the clutter yourself.
0: Yeah. So let me take you into that story. Yeah. It was a a young entrepreneur. They started a company. He had four other business partners. There's five of them in the company, and he was championed with closing business. And of course, you know, nothing happens till a sale happens, right? We're professional volunteers until we actually have cash flow happening. And so the stress of closing sales, that's pretty monumental. And anybody's listening to this, you're out there closing sales. I mean, you just are. Whether you look at it that way or not, it just felt wrong. I think that's what really... He felt gross closing business. And so in that conversation, what allowed him to close $90,000 in 72 hours came down to reframing how you're selling. And it was really the conversation of educating. And what happened, he closed three $30,000 deals. So it was three different circumstances where he just, he put them down into a granular level and said, you know, and it was the way he communicated and educated what goes into that $30,000 contract for their company. You know, what are those moving parts and how does it serve those prospects that allowed him to close that business? And so it was the compound effect of taking those three, you know, deals where he got a yes in closing 30,000 each allowed that $90,000 close in those three days or 72 hours. And so it was a number of conversations he was having, but it was, it was how he switched the conversation to educate more than to sell. He was baffled. I'll never forget it. Yeah. We coached like on Monday and by Thursday, he had all this closed business. And he's like, my God, that that was a goal that I had set over the next 180 days or six months, but I just did it. And the power of that conversation and how he communicated, you know, getting to that was monumental. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, if you only had 15 minutes with somebody, and instead of communicating things that you think they need to hear, why don't you say, what are three things that you need to learn from me in the next 15 minutes in order to make a decision? Time is currency. Successful people focus on two things. They focus on time and they focus on money. And essentially, they're the same thing. So when you can, in your mind, tell yourself that time is money, you're going to look at it differently. You're going to spend it differently. In that example there, if you had 15 minutes to not only be effective, but to also secure a sale, you're going to position it so much more powerfully. So that's kind of where we're you know, kind of coming into the close of this episode. Is there anything else that, you know, from what we're talking about here in order to close out our audience today, Amanda?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important just to what it's like to switch from almost like an employee mindset to an entrepreneur's mindset, right? Yeah. Like this whole thing was focused on what do you do with your newfound freedom as an entrepreneur? Or what do you do with your freedom, even if you've been an entrepreneur for a while, really? So I think if anybody could take away something from this conversation, I would challenge them to think about like, what comes next? Like, so you've heard all of this, what are you going to do in the next 30 days to take these ideas and put them into action? And then how can you measure that to see if it's made a difference?
0: Okay, so here's another thing too, I'm going to just do a direct invite, you know, email me directly as you're listening to this episode. And there's a question that maybe you have for you specifically that you want to learn more about. Because you know, we're talking about time, we're talking about performance, we're talking about currency, clarity, and what to focus on. You know, it's a combination of things, right? You know, you are an entrepreneur and maybe you're a novice entrepreneur, or maybe you are an entrepreneur who wants to simplify just like we are, reach out, email me directly at marlo at and in the subject line, write down the question that you have. You know, write down time and then in the body of that email, please share with me what is that obstacle that you're experiencing. You know, so in the subject line, put down what it is that you want to connect on and then email me directly, Marlo, M A R L O, at Marlohiggins.com. So, Marlo at Marlohiggins.com, shoot me an email directly and I would love to support your question as we are sharing these concepts and strategies. So, it can relate to you specifically. And let me get you out of stuck because that's one of the things that I love to do is get you to the other side, feeling a lot more peaceful about what you're doing and how you're operating. So
1: I'm excited to hear about what people are doing with time management and how they're taking their newfound freedom into 2021. So share and tag us and let us know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Email us your questions and let's keep the conversation going. So thank you for being on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with my chief creative officer, Amanda. We look forward to having you join us again next week. All right. You guys, right. Bye-bye. Bye.